You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Please enjoy this conversation. None other than Elliot Maddox on the show today. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, Elliot. Thank you. I'm a little nervous because I'm interviewing an interviewer. Yes, yes. So I better be on top of my game. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know Elliot uh, and his uh, podcasting uh, partner, Caleb Dickey, is, uh, they're hosting uh, Equity One which is another one of our podcasts on Broadway Podcast Network. Yes, here we are. We're family. Give us a little plug about maybe what Equity One's all about or... Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, Equity One is, um, as we call it, it's Broadway's happy hour. We like to sit with uh, guests in all aspects of the theater world, designers, actors, um, anyone who's involved with theater. We like to sit with them with a couple cocktails make it nice and relaxed, you know, and it's no, it's no like stuffy interview. We like to just sit back and talk like we're catching up, having a drink between shows. So, um, we started it to do something creative together. We, Caleb and I are best friends. We've been roommates since college, which is years ago now. And, um, so we have, uh, we have such a blast doing it and getting to do it here sometimes. I love the name. Thank you. Thank you. For, For any listeners out there. What does, where did that come from, Equity One? So Equity One is kind of like um, secret kind of slang for um, the the drink you can have between your matinee and your evening show. It's not an official rule. Okay, so Equity, don't come knocking on my door. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is a, an unofficial thing that you just have, you can have one drink between shows. That's okay. Any more than that, you know, eh, know your limits. <laughs> I think we, some of us have, have definitely had an equity too, uh-huh. um, but mine involves a production of Oklahoma on a very tall ladder oh, and, and uh-huh. having to slide down the ladder yeah. onto a hay bale. Yeah. And my equity 
Nura three four. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. It oh it paid off on that show. Uh huh. You really learn you really learn your uh your limits <laughs> after a while, and sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now you have a sparkling water yes, on your not, not drinking today before yeah, the show on your equity one before Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. What a fun show. We love Beetlejuice. So I was uh, interviewing your, not your podcast. Uh, partner but your partner yes um, michael michael yeah and michael and i were uh talking on the podcast a couple months ago maybe this summertime and i was like it would be so fun to see beetlejuice on halloween yes. so you know what i did i saw beetlejuice on halloween and you guess did. who was there i you were there i was there i'm there every night Can especially you- <laughs> halloween it was spectacular it's so much fun we have such a blast there the show was amazing and the people showed up strong like i knew they would as far as the fans go oh man halloween especially we really got a lot of costumes a lot of cosplay all that thing and but that happens every single night of the week i mean you you are hard pressed to come to a performance and not see someone in a giant red wedding get dressed or Uh dressed up as beetlejuice so it's really cool they get into it yeah I'm thinking of ushers who have like maybe had to have awkward conversations of like, um, <laughs> your costume's blocking the entire rest of the theater from seeing the show right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they have. Uh, I'm sure that they have some stories to tell yeah. our ushers at the Winter Garden. But uh, our fans are are really amazing and super supportive and have like a community. So um, I I don't think anyone's blocking anyone's view or misbehaving in any way. Speaking of stories, tell us a story or two from. The rehearsal process be, uh, from the show because mm-hmm. you, not only are our fun shows fun to do, but they're fun to create, or maybe actually more fun to create. Um, yeah, how was that like mounting this show, putting the show on before actually opening? Yeah, I mean, it's been it was a pretty wild ride, especially for for me. I was lucky enough to be involved with um, a bunch of the development of the show. So a year prior to there being a physical production, I was part of two um, labs, which for those who don't know, it's just like people in a room putting together a version of the show in a rehearsal room, no, no set, no costumes, anything, just working on the script, the songs, working on numbers, putting it on its feet, seeing it on its feet come to life for the first time. So it's been a really rewarding process getting to work with so many amazing, creative and just funny people. That you see it when you see the show. The energy is so exciting and it's wild. It feels like a comedy show and a rock concert. And I think that is really a testament to everyone's um, creative vision and also spirit of collaboration on the show was really, really special. Very, very special for me to be a part of. Um, It doesn't come without any challenges. You know, it's a lot of seeing if things work, things don't work. Things go by the wayside. Things get cut that you wish you were still doing and miss sometimes. But it's all for any specifically that you can think of. Oh, of course, yeah. There's um in in our production in DC and in all the development, there was a boy band in the Netherworld that was kind of like the well like the welcome committee, and they kind of just like explained the rules of the Netherworld. And um, I was part of the boy band, and that was like a, a seemed to be a big hit out of town. Um. But uh, for the for the good of the the plot of the show, it we they went another direction with Miss Argentina, and it just kind of works better. You really hammer in the main themes of the show uh, with her new number, what I know now. Um, but so we were rehearsing and figuring out a completely brand new number 
when we were coming into town. So that was um, that was one of the bigger challenges with bringing it in. But these things are like living and breathing until they get to a Broadway stage. And even when they are on the Broadway stage, they they never stop changing, even though it's the same show eight, eight times a week. Which boy band did yours channel? Was it like an NSYNC boy band, 98 Degrees? Yes. LFO? Yes. It was all of them. Oh, so we okay. were we were given like very specific kind of reference points. Um the um the the big reference point was um the um everybody video from Backstreet Boys because it's kind of like that like creep they're like creepy and they're like coming to life one night. So that was kind of like an easy reference, but a lot of boys to men. Um, so I would say like Backstreet and Boys to Men were probably the two main references, but like physically, like we looked kind of like a K-pop group. It was really interesting, <laughs> kind of like bizarre Beetlejuice choices all around. Mm. Yeah. And I played the 36 year old, um, member of the boy band who's, who stands in the back. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, is there perhaps an illegal bootleg of that available on YouTube somewhere? Um, I, would I wanna see this. I would never say that there is, but I will say I have come out at the stage door before, and I think it was maybe Halloween or one of the big nights, but the fans were like like um <laughs> breakfast club style holding like a speaker and playing the bootleg of the boy band from DC oh. and like singing along together outside. Wow, die um, very much so. So it it exists, but you know, I would never, I wouldn't know where to find it. I haven't seen it. So Speak- if anyone has it, send it my way. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, <laughs> please, uh, yeah, shoot us a DM or comment on this this podcast for sure. Speaking of diehard fans, uh, Beetlejuice definitely has diehard fans. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of uh, prom a little bit with the online younger following. Sure, um, and how like prevalent that's becoming nowadays, mm-hmm. where Social media is not only booming in so many different ways, but influencing Broadway shows and their maybe overall success, even financially. I mean, I think that's absolutely the case. It's something that was a little bit surprising to us. But, you know, we came in in the same year as Be More Chill, which is a perfect example of how social media can um, can can bring a show to Broadway. I mean, our show kind of did a weird thing where we got momentum from social media and from the kind of like viral spreading, like viral just word of mouth that comes from social media and like just rant like TikTok. I don't even know what that is, but people yeah. have it. I just downloaded it today. And and so it's like <laughs> the new social media thing that people have, but apparently the filters on TikTok lend themselves to people lip syncing Beetlejuice mm-hmm. because you can be like a normal person and then like blink your eyes and you turn into this like monster face and then you blink again. So the um just the the songs from our cast recording were like some of the top used tracks on TikTok, even if people had never heard of the show. So it's just these little things that have really, like, really kicked our fandom into, like, high gear, which is really exciting for for a show where we were, you know, post before the Tonys thinking, like, oh, okay, we might, we might make it to the fall, now kind of really turning around, like, 180. You should try TikTok. I just downloaded it because on a business end... I'm thinking to myself, okay, five-year, 10-year goals, things like that. My demographic in five or 10 years, they won't, you know, it's it's evolved. Facebook for us is kind of gone. It's more Instagram. And then for maybe like the parents, it's Facebook. Now the new generation coming up, 
maybe TikTok is going to be. I don't know. I can't help but just think it's fine. <laughs> Which which went, yeah, which came, came and went, and went yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, who's I don't know the longevity of TikTok, but for now, this old this old man's staying <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. So speaking of lasting into the fall or whatever you were just saying yeah. there, there was the bit of uh, drama that has just occurred with uh, hearing that you guys are going to be at least closing from the winter garden. Yeah, we're we're being evicted. We're, yeah. we're having mm-hmm. to vacate yeah. the uh, the winter garden. Tell us about that day if you're willing to. Like when that all went down and like just like hearing the news. Sure. So um so you know, we're all the theater community is very very small as we all know. And so there are always rumblings about like well, it says that music it says that Music Man is going to be coming into the winter garden. They're selling tickets for a theater. It really looks like ours. Um, <laughs> and, um, the, you know, we, we, our producers were, were very upfront and honest with us throughout the whole process. They came to us before it was official and said that, um, that it was, that they were, that there was an, a gossip column that was going to come out that day that was saying that Music Man was going to go into the Winter Garden, that that was not untrue, that they were figuring out a way they were still negotiating with, with the, um, the, Sh- the Schuberts, right? That's right. With the Schuberts to um, to figure out what the future of the show was past the past our time at the Winter Garden. So they were yeah. still figuring out a time, and then they gave they told us officially that we were being that we had to vacate the theater, and they were very clear about that language. So we we're not closing. That our show is doing well, and we we wouldn't be closing if this wasn't. Um, if this hadn't already been a business deal, that was where done. are you now? Are they still shopping for a possible other theater or no? I mean, I think that that is, is still in the realm of possibility. We, we don't know. And it's a matter of, it's, it's such an, it's such a thing of like worlds kind of like lining up in the right way at the right time for, for something like that to happen. So, yeah. um, it takes a lot of money and it's a lot of like, it's a, it's just a lot of cards that have to line up. So they're not, it's not out of the, the realm of possibility, but we don't, I know as much as you know, and, um, yeah, and that'll probably be the case. So to line this up with, uh, thanks for sharing that to line yeah, this up a little bit with fitness and whatnot. You were, <laughs> this is your second show. Yes. You, second Broadway show. Second yeah. Broadway show. Mm-hmm. You were in Charlie, uh, and the chocolate factory. Right? I was another fun show. Yes. Very fun. And yes. that show came and it, and it, and it left mm-hmm. and now, uh, Beetlejuice might come and go. Uh huh. So how do you, as a performer, go through those ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, in fitness, your your fitness is is never owned permanently. Right, it can come and go. Yeah, um, as we all know, how do you uh, bounce back, or how do you stay on track when that uh, previous gig ends and you find yourself, you know, looking for the next one? Mm-hmm. How how's that process for you? Well, I think it's I think it's um I think it's a, it's a struggle that we anyone deals with, be it with a Broadway show or with whatever job you just ended as actors. Like it doesn't have to be on that like Broadway skill. There's always a, there's always this kind of um, dip that happens in between. And a lot of it is just trusting that what you're trusting that you're doing the right thing and that the right thing is going to come along when it's supposed to. And what do you do on a daily basis? That's the right thing that you've, that's proven to be good for you as far as your trajectory of a career. I, I try to, the most important thing is to make sure I'm staying a hundred percent authentic in what I want, what I want to do. And, um, 
trusting that if I work hard enough, pr- apply myself to those things and do things that like with not just auditioning, but like do like do things creatively, like like having the podcast, doing things like that outside of just searching for a job that all are going to line up that I'm doing the right things so that the kind of jobs that I want to be doing, like Beetlejuice on Broadway, like that that is going to come into play because I'm putting the energy there, not only toward auditions, but in other aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on the podcast, and I think it's important um, in a career of uh, acting, but also in fitness where you can't just center yourself around this one thing mm-hmm. that inevitably, if you're so obsessive over this one thing that you won't truly be at your best, but it's the other things around it that kind of equal things out Mm -hmm. and allow you to step away so that when you do step in, you're at your best. So besides the podcast, um, what are some things that, who is Elliot outside of theater? Yeah, well, I, I really like lately, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording but i'm i've become a bit of like an amateur baker yeah yeah i've, I've been loving this I've really really it. excited about like i um i started from just like youtube videos watching um the bon appetit youtube channel they have like really amazing videos and specifically um they have um this series called gourmet makes where one of the chefs claire uh, makes a gourmet version of like a junk food um and it's like her trial and error the whole process it's and it's fascinating to me and so I've been like in my very, 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 very small kitchen mm-hmm. um, trying to to bake a little bit. So I was baking a cake today. So that was kind of that's my uh, creative thing that I was doing today. Cool. It's really, really fun. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. The holidays are coming up yes. uh, when we're doing this recording right now. Uh, what's the what's the cake like? Make make us a little bit hungry out there. Oh, my gosh. What, what kind is it? So it's a, it's a chai it's a chai spiced cake, <laughs> okay. Um, and then I'm gonna have a coffee buttercream on that, and then there's gonna be a caramel filling, caramel pretzel filling, and then I'm gonna make like a white chocolate, like you know, like the drips around the side. So I'm gonna make a white chocolate top with like the drips, and then I'm gonna make a chocolate wreath to wow. go on top of it. I will definitely be posting pictures on my Instagram when it's done. Don't you worry. You guys can check out his Instagram. It's Elliot Maddox with two L's and two T's. Two L's and two T's. Elliot Maddox. Simple as that. Um, <laughs> I'll have to shout out to Michael on the app and be like, hey, yo, you better tell me when that case ready. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> better let me know. Save me a piece, all right? Save me a piece for sure. Um, Tell us a little bit about your Broadway debut in Charlie and yeah. how that kind of uh, springboarded you into where you are now. Sure. So I um, I made my debut in Charlie and it was actually a, a kind of an, a wild story. I, I broke my foot in my um, first callback for the show during the d- the dance audition. So I like for when I when I came to sing after we danced, I like hobbled in like hopping on one foot. I like dropped every all my sides and papers and like Rachel Hoffman was like on hands and knees like picking up all my stuff and like helping me. Um and then my final callback was in a boot. Like it was just very it was it was a little bit wild. Part of me thinks that they hired me just to avoid a lawsuit, which I'm I'm grateful for either way. Um but but what's what's um kind of crazy is like you you know the, you know the whole like trope of like you know to you have to have food food service experience to get a job in food service. Like you can't get a food service job without experience in food service. So like there's there's this weird like you can't like 
this one thing helps you get more of that one thing, but you have to, it's really hard to happen upon that one thing. So I felt, I feel that kind of way with, with Charlie and my Broadway debut in that I think it's, I, I'm so, so grateful and a, a complete dream come true. I'm a Broadway nerd from forever and it's what I've dreamed about my whole life. So a complete dream come true, amazing experience, but it really does help people see you and trust your talents and abilities in a completely different way because they see that you have gotten that kind of, for lack of a better term, golden ticket to get to share your talents on that level. And then you kind of like get trusted to do it more. So if I hadn't have been working for the same producers, been cast by the same casting director as Beetlejuice, I think that that opportunity would have been a lot more difficult to come by and might not have come by during during Charlie because I was doing the show when I started development on Beetlejuice. So mm. it's been like, um, but it's also, you know, it's a testament to always work good and work hard and because you never know, like I've been employed by one employer pretty much for the last two Broadway shows of mine and three years of my life with development and stuff. So yeah. you, it, it's, it's not just because of every, your ability. It's the way you show up and work and yeah, some people would say, oh, wow, that's lucky or wow, that's the universe on your side or it's all in who you know, this mm -hmm. or the other. For me, I'm always thinking to myself, like if if I turn that towards me and things that have happened in my life, mm -hmm. it's the willingness to be open and ready to step through the door of those opportunities and put the work in like you're saying. Yeah. Because a lot of, most everyone, we all have these doors. Yeah. And- Sometimes you don't walk through them because you're fe fearful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you aren't looking for them. Sometimes you feel you're unworthy to walk through them. Or sometimes you're unwilling to put the work that it takes to, to go through that door. Um, so, you know, props to you for uh, being open and willing and working and, and finding these, these quote unquote people yeah. that you've been working for the the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, to echo what you're saying, we're taught, um, I went to school and at Oklahoma City University, and one of the big like pillars that we're taught is that um, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. So you might call it luck, but one would say that if an opportunity comes your way, you are prepared to tackle it. And mm -hmm. that is where like luck doesn't exist. It's not like a thing, but you have to be prepared to meet any opportunity at any time. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of like willingness to see the opportunity when it's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your hair. <laughs> Tell well, me. My so, hair is green right you, now. If you're watching on IGTV, there it is. If you're not, you can pop over to the IGTV interview on Bill for the Stage or at Bill for the Stage. Um, it's been purple. It's been purple. It's been blue. Um, do you do this out of the sh out of a show or only when you're in a show? So it's it's a it's about a year old now. The mm. my colored hair and I did it because I knew that um, we had just finished our run. Of, of Beetlejuice in DC. And I had gotten the offer that I was gonna come do it on Broadway. And um, I knew from doing it out of town that I was wigged the entire show. So I didn't have to have my hair any certain way. So I just decided to color my hair. It was something I had never done, something I was like ex wanted to try. And so I just went with it. And it's really, really stuck. I mean, it feels very like me. 
it feels like it just is my hair color. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been uh, to any auditions while in the run of Beetlejuice with the hair color? I have, yeah. And how I the reason I brought up the hair in the first place is that um, not only can you be a unique type, but the hair would make you even more mm -hmm. unique. Um, and some of the listeners out there are maybe trying to be like, um, what are they called? The the Stepford wives or the oh sure the, 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 the everyone's a robot everyone's sure, the same cookie cutter this kind of like yeah or yeah just just the sense of like oh I I have to look like everybody else yeah um how did that go for you in those auditions when your hair was colored like that? yeah well I think that's a I mean that's a mentality that I've had and and definitely have like that has been the reason why I haven't dyed my hair in the past because I was like I need to have my brown hair because I need to look normal and like what I'm whatever normal or like whatever they want to see is mm -hmm. and um the more I've done it the there have been times when I feel like people have like looked at my hair in audition and been like hmm and then it didn't like, result in anything mm -hmm. and then there have been times where like my hair in an audition like almost like gave me permission to like be really fearless because it's, you know, it's, it's so extreme and it's out extreme. It's not just like my personality is fun and crazy. It's like, Oh, you're going to see something fun and crazy right in front of you. And it just is in really in line with the things that are supposed to come my way are going to come my way. Mm -hmm. And if it's because like I am having a fun moment with my colored hair and that made someone be drawn to me, then that's it. But it's, you know, it speaks to like the first day I walked into Beetlejuice rehearsal after having it colored, every single person on the team was like, I love your hair. I love your hair. The hair team was like, your hair is amazing. We love it. So it's, you know, it wasn't like a whispering and like, what are we going to do? Like, how do we? Mm -hmm. So I knew I was in the right place. Yeah. Because what I wanted in just my like life to like live as a person when I'm not doing eight shows a week was in line with what I was doing eight shows a week, which was really, really an exciting thing. And I um, am very grateful because I know that that's not always the case and won't always be the case for me. So I'm very yeah. lucky right now. Yeah, this this business is a business. Mm -hmm. And on my end, uh, as someone in business, I love the strategy mm -hmm. because in theater, you can be a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. You can be you know right for 100 shows mm -hmm. alongside of hundreds of thousands yeah. of others. Or you can be right for only ten shows yeah. alongside of nine people. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, maybe those shows don't come around as often, but when they do, it's you versus nine people instead sure. of you versus a hundred thousand. Sure, and I think that 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 in general has been the the case for me. I think with my skill set, I'm a dancer to to begin with, so my skill set with my kind of like body type, like shorter and kind of like I have like a more character what we would call a character-y face. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm funny, funny guy, like, and I have all these different skills that kind of like make me this weird, this, not weird, but this like unicorn, Rachel Huffman calls them sometimes, uh. that I gladly take that on as being a unicorn. And I'm like, well, unicorns have fierce hair, so I'm mm. gonna, I'm gonna go for that. Because it's gonna, it's, it's only one extra thing for me that's not making, that's making me like stand out. And it's yeah. in line with, who I am and my personality. And so I don't, I don't feel that I'm doing it strategically, but it does work with, um, it just works with where I am right now. And that the way that I've had the, the, the luck, 
the way that my career has gone out to have all that be in line. So I'm really happy that I'm able to do this right now. Come June 6th, I don't know. It might be brown again. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> well, what comes my way. <laughs> we're happy that you uh, took the time to be on the podcast. Of Thanks course. so much for coming by to chat before Beetlejuice. Um, if you haven't seen it already, head on over to the Winter Garden to see Elliot and the cast in Beetlejuice. You can also check him out on the gram elliot maddox two t's on the elliot and the maddox and oh, yeah. don't forget about equity one his podcast you can go to bpn.fm and check out his podcast uh with caleb um and you can go to instagram at equity one podcast that's right you got it all i got it uh speaking of uh shout outs shout out to this thing called built for the stage go to the website builtforthestage.com make sure you try a free trial it's free there is no like gimmick or anything like that. Mention that you listen to the podcast and uh, we'll hook you up with something special. Um, you'll get three days of uh, fitness programming along with our new program, Flow, that focuses around prepping the performer for bettering their flexibility and mobility. So until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Don't forget about Broadway Podcast Network. Go to the website, broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. Go to the Instagram, Broadway Podcast Network. There's uh, tons of good content on our network, like Josh Swallow's Broadway, or Ensemblist, or Equity One, or the Theater Podcast. There's like 90 of them. Just go see which one you like the best after you listen to mine. And uh, yeah, you, got, you guys have yourself a good day. It's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.